0: Thank you.
1: Welcome, one and all, to another episode of Family Records. My name's Matt Rudolphi, and I'm joined by my cousin and friend and confidant, Blake Sweet. How's it going? How's it going, confidant?
0: It's going pretty good. <laughs> uh,
1: What's going on, man?
0: Well, I just found out I'm your confidant, so that's pretty awesome. <laughs>
1: I think I was mistaking it. What's that other word? Cortisol? Um, no, no, it's not that.
0: <laughs> I'm telling your wife. <laughs>
1: Boy, good thing. Uh, oh, not good thing. Hmm. I was going to say good thing we're in California, but no, it's not legal to date a cousin here. And I I mean, the gay thing probably be okay.
0: Yeah, no, <laughs> that that part's cool. <laughs> it's the cousins that's going to raise some eyebrows. Yeah, right.
1: Um, not courtesan, confidant, my friend. Um, Blake Sweet is here with me. Well, I'm here with you too, I guess. Yeah. It's all
0: about perspective, right?
1: What have you been doing all week, man?
0: Uh not a ton. I mean, just working nine to five. Yeah, so I mean, me too, brother. <laughs>
1: you been watching anything? Listening to anything?
0: Um, I did actually just start watching Big Sky. Big Sky. I haven't heard of that. So it's um, it's like a mystery show set in Montana.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, they're
0: private detectives, and the whole season is them going on this case looking for two missing girls
1: and of the 10 people in montana it can't be that hard to figure it out huh
0: (laughs) yeah it can't be right yeah shots Uh, fired
1: at montana that's right
0: hey now hey now (laughs) family records taking a bold stand (laughs) (laughs) no so we ended up watching it because um
1: i think that's the family record for most uh for insulting another state i don't there's something i don't know stretching it i'll keep Uh, working on it i'll find a way to insult a state like
0: i feel like somebody might have crapped on more than one state It's so. in our
1: family you think <laughs> it's got to be something bizarre right like uncle Manuel just hates virginia
0: i mean don't <laughs> like, you <laughs>
1: something weird virginia florida rhode island
0: <laughs> just got like an arbitrary list you like vermont you're cool <laughs> yeah, vermont's cool but new hampshire, new hampshire on the other oh end. man oh man What are you, just an upside-down Vermont? (laughs) Yeah, right.
1: I like to think that Vermont and New Hampshire are the yin-yang of uh, (laughs) the American Northeast. (laughs) I could see it. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's it's funny. It's funny you ever look at how huge California is compared to some of the other states. You make you wonder, like, why aren't we 14 states? We're the size of the original U.S.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You know, (laughs) like... I don't, I don't know, know. kind of weird a lot of californians would like to not be californians that's a whole other conversation <laughs> yeah let's not veer too far yeah, in that right? direction
1: <laughs> anyways well what do you what do you want are want ready to drink our drinks have been chilling sure. here one of the things we do here on family records is blake and i share a lot of interests. one of those interests is drinking whiskey so one of the things we've been doing with this podcast or are doing because this is the only the second episode um is exploring some new whiskey so today we got something i am a big fan of four roses and all the whiskey they make i found this bottle of four roses single barrel y- you're our resident do you know what that means
0: uh it just means that it's been aged in one barrel some whiskeys are it's like a smaller aged. batch or what um not necessarily so some whiskeys are initially aged in one barrel and then moved into another barrel once they've met the requirements to call themselves that type of whiskey okay like um like last episode i explained straight whiskey yeah has to be made out of 51 percent cereal grains and aged for at least two years in new oak barrels yeah so some distilleries will do that uh two years in a new oak barrel and then move it into another barrel to infuse it with different flavors uh, and oh it still counts I so as it's a like straight, a different risky.
1: element to kick to like soothe it or something or it's just just okay so they can tweak the flavor by moving it into a new barrel so when it right. stays in one barrel it's more it's not more pure is it i mean it's uh, got a higher alcohol content it looks like
0: it's not so much a purity thing 50%. think of it like um think of it like steeping a tea bag.
1: okay interesting
0: um so the longer you let it sit, the stronger your tea is.
1: Okay, but when they move it to another barrel, they're just kind of like
0: it's kind of like throwing they're a different tea bag and- <laughs> <laughs>
1: They just re-dipping in a new <laughs> Okay. Well, let's try this. Ready? All right. Here. Let's uh
0: let's clink. All right. I don't know if the mic picked that up. We'll eh, figure it out. We'll it's episode 2.
1: <laughs> oh, that's good. That's really good. That's so smooth. Oh, my God. Okay. So we're going to do a new thing here because we're both really bad. Uh, yeah. I'm going to say we're really bad. I'm very bad at whiskey. Blake's a little better than I am. But I want to try and guess because this is a whole thing. There is suave dudes out there that can taste like a hint of blackberry trickled mm-hmm. across a koi pond in a whiskey. Now, and we want to get that good. Judging by your
0: mustache, you should be one of those people. Should be. Not wear- <laughs> I'm not wearing plaid, though. That, you got to look out point. for that. I, I got a little <laughs> twirl in the mustache,
1: but I'm wearing a t-shirt, a bad one, like a pajama shirt. It's not a bad one. Uh, it's one of my hey, night hey shirts. Hey, now, my mom made that t-shirt, t-shirt for you. I don't you. mean bad one. I meant, um, what's the word? It's my it's my casual wear. It's comfy. A comfy shirt. I wear one of my comfy shirts.
0: No, I, I, I get it. I get it. You don't want to wear a shirt that your aunt made you with her blood sweat and tears this out is in public. family
1: records i chose this shirt out of love for love <laughs> reasons how dare you sir how <laughs> dare you insult my aunt my aunt like that that's right i say it like a whiskey man my aunt
0: The whiskey people she made say you that aunt? shirt
1: too didn't she she did shout out to michelle sweet the ultimate shirt maker in the family well actually Family record for most shirts made, right? Is that in the book? there we go. It's going in the book now. It's going in the book.
0: This is actually the very first piece of Fat Tango merch.
1: Yeah, made in-house. Yeah, That's pretty cool. FatTango.com. We don't even use that website yet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's not a store on our website either, so uh, be jealous. Yeah, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's exclusive. What can we say? Okay, let's play this guessing game.
0: All My right. first thought is, I have a little booklet here that says what it is. I feel like I taste vanilla. I also taste vanilla. That's I feel like that's a fairly common thing in bourbon specifically.
1: Thank you for making me feel special.
0: Um, I almost get... <laughs> yeah,
1: low-hanging fruit. I got it. <laughs> also, it tastes like liquor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I get a little bit of an alcohol <laughs> yeah. taste. Uh, no, actually, this is... This is really smooth compared to some other whiskeys. There's not a whole lot of an alcohol taste,
1: not at all. And I'm like trying a, to like. There's like a fruitiness somewhere I in get it, like a
0: like a little bit of a mapley, maybe, maybe uh, it's maple. I don't know. The weirdest thing about this is that it's not super common for those things to actually be put in the whiskey. Interesting. These are things that come through from the wood. That's the interesting.
1: Barrel. Yeah, it's got. It's similar to Four Roses. It's got a bite. Like, right when the bite's going to hit you, though, it's like a wave. It just kind of pulls back.
0: Well, Did that you know bite you're getting. Yeah. So that bite you're getting is the rye. So there's definitely some rye in this. Probably not, of a, course. not a terribly high content. Rye.
1: Hmm. It tastes just like Street Fighter. That's <laughs> Ryu. That's a bad joke. Welcome to Bad Jokes with
0: Matt. <clears throat> <laughs> the podcast within a podcast.
1: <laughs> Where I make a joke before I think it through. That's yeah, right, no, listeners, that's good. I bet
0: you didn't think you were going to get two podcasts today.
1: <laughs> podcast within a podcast. Shall we read some, see if we can catch anything? Yeah. All right, let's see. This is what it says here. I'll just read it verbatim. The story behind the bottle you're holding is entirely unique to Four Roses. Only four roses, five yeast strains with two mash bills to create ten completely different bourbon recipes. Okay, it's just... For this single barrel product, I always hand-select each barrel from the same recipe at peak of its maturity for its robust and distinctive character. You'll notice rich aromas of fruit and delicate flavors of apricot and pear. Interesting. Hmm. That's very interesting. Apricot and pear. They balance perfectly with notes of oak, light spice, and caramel. Oh. Dude, that's the maple syrup. Yep. Yep.
0: The hell is this If you guys couldn't tell, we're not connoisseurs by any means. Yeah, I I mean,
1: is apricot and pear normal? I don't even Um, see anything about vanilla. They're like pulling one over on us. Yeah, bet
0: it tastes like vanilla. You think you're drinking bourbon? Boom! It's fancier than that. It wouldn't be the first whiskey (laughs) that I've gotten that has hints of pear. Now that you read it, I definitely do. Yeah, now I want to try the the apricot.
1: Do you hit the apricot at the beginning? Yeah. Yeah, me too that's interesting yeah you were right though fruity there's yeah, a little the, bit of a fruitiness fruit. it's it's subtle but it's that fruit hits right when that bite's starting to pull away Ah, that's good man i wonder if that's interesting to listen to
0: <laughs> <Sorry>. you know <laughs> what taste. it's probably great comedy if you're an actual whiskey connoisseur yeah and you're listening being to like amateurs <laughs> just
1: hmm mm, i taste yes, some napoli <laughs> there is a
0: thread of apricot <laughs> mm, yes No, some whiskey connoisseurs probably laughing at us just for drinking Four Roses.
1: I just, maybe, I hope not. I like
0: Four Roses. Four Roses is nice, and it's a good, like, regular, affordable bottle.
1: There's got to be a hipster out there that, like, only drinks bourbon with granola. Do
0: you even think granola, I guess oats. I don't know why I think like,
1: that lumberjack feel. Why did lumberjack become the hipster thing? Do you ever wonder? Hipsters just became, like... They, like, took old manly things from different eras.
0: They did. Like, just the handlebar mustache was yeah. not a lumberjack thing.
1: No, but they mixed it with lumberjack wear. <laughs>
0: you know? <laughs> like,
1: that seems weird, huh? Hipsters are kind of gone. Yeah. What, that, what it, happened? I think it's just, it's it, it was a new phenomenon that spread load itself throughout society. Because, like, look at me. I'm with my freaking twinkly, well, not twinkly, uh, twirly mustache kind of twinkly i need to put some sparkles in it i don't know <laughs> um i don't know i think it just spread loaded because like look at me i'm drinking bourbon and whiskey now that was kind of a hipster thing not a no it's just, just like wasn't because it wasn't a hipster thing but it was like to get obsessed with making your own beer and micro uh, like to make your own bourbon would probably be a hipster thing to do right
0: yeah that seems like a hipster thing to, that is really committing to the hipster thing though because bourbon takes three years to age
1: man that's like you can make like two rounds of bourbon before hipsters are gone.
0: Yeah, no. If you, if you shut up late to the hipster game, yeah. by the time your bourbon's ready to drink, bourbon's not even cool anymore. Doesn't it feel like hipsters
1: have kind of disappeared? They totally have. You think they, they just got kids and started wearing sweatpants and that was the end
0: of it? I think so. I think that's... <laughs> well, I mean, now they've just kind of been reabsorbed by the millennials.
1: Maybe. Well, and a lot of millennials are have kids and stuff now yeah so it totally makes sense like a lot of my concerns died away when i had kids
0: like i ain't got time for that give me my stretchy pants i got a gut growing that does beg (laughs) a question though do you think when hipsters started being a thing there was a lumberjack out there that was like i was wearing flannels before it was cool
1: oh dang a lumberjack that was out hipstering the hipsters because he was lumberjacking before was mod wait? Hold on a second. Modern lumberjacks, do you think they really dress like that? I feel like that's the Paul Bunyan look
0: they were going for. I feel like it's definitely the Paul Bunyan look they were going for, but
1: are there men I, still out there? I think they just cut lumberjacks down, they just cut down stuff, rocking flannel, like just like rowing in a canoe down a stream, well, making flapjacks on this next to the Babbling Brook. Do you think that's still oh, happening? I'm sure,
0: I mean, have you seen Nick Offerman? Yeah, but he's kind of a hipster. I mean, I know he actually does that stuff, but he
1: he has a lot of hipster traits, man. Uh, I mean, fair. I, I mean, he's not out there living that lumberjack life. You know what I mean? Oh, he kind of is. I, yeah, I mean, he's out there. He's a woodworker. He is a woodworker. Uh, no, don't get me wrong. He's 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 not a hipster. I think he's kind of a hipster because of the modern era. I don't know that I would consider him. A hip- I hipster. Yeah, I love Nick Offerman. Don't get me wrong.
0: Nick Offerman, if you're listening to this, Matt hates you. I'm here defending you. That is not what happened. Nick, (laughs) Nick, if you're
1: listening to me, Blake's a liar. I don't even know why I do this podcast with him. He's mean, and he's got the family record for most lying
0: about you. I also have the family record for the closest resemblance of Ron Swanson. I guess not anymore uh, since maybe. I grew the beard back out. You get out. the beard now. If now you just I'm had just the muscles was to nick Offerman. So
1: Nick Offerman's just a mustache to you. Is that what you're telling
0: me? No, Ron Swanson's just a mustache. Nick Offerman is a whole complex human being.
1: Okay, who Ron is also Swanson is equal
0: parts lumberjack and hipster.
1: Ron Swanson is my hero. He is more than just a mustache, sir. <laughs> Remember when he had an ulcer and he just sat in his <laughs> Was it an ulcer? A hernia.
0: Hernia, yeah. Hernia. (laughs) He just sat in his office because he
1: didn't want to admit. (laughs) That was funny. That was dumb. I love, okay, going back to like some pop culture stuff. I don't know if I've told you this before, but my favorite book might be um, uh, Connecticut Yankee and King Arthur's Court by Mark Twain. Mm -hmm. Have you read that?
0: Yes. Well, actually, I listened to it on audible that's what i was getting read at Read by nick offerman
1: i about lost it that was my not only is it like my favorite book but nick offerman reading mark twain is just the best blend it makes you want to sit and have a bourbon and like buy a stream making flapjacks you know what i mean like <laughs> it makes you want to like live that old life like put me on a steamship you know what i'm saying like oh man it's I've listened to it like five times. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I've I've told you before, I've had like in my mind, because we're doing all these these scripts for Fat Tango, I really want to write, well, bringing it full circle, actually, I really want to write a hipster in King Arthur's court script. I just think the idea of taking a modern day kind of hipstery thing with modern tech and all that stuff and putting that in that old time and doing the same thing with it. Mm. That Mark Twain did where it was like all the modern in- industry and technology bringing it to King Arthur's times. Like there's something about that that was so fun. I think it's a cool idea, but I can't figure it out. There's um, something missing.
0: What is it that's missing? Do you know if I knew how to wrote it, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's just there's a charm that's not quite there and, and a
1: detail that I need to like tweak like. So much of the modern day person is reliant on your cell phones and stuff, and I've had this idea for a long time that that sparked that. Like, I think a character that went back in time for whatever reason and had a cell phone with access to the internet and was just they had that at their disposal any time in history. uh, Well, I guess like more modern times of history where you could just Google something and find out. Like, if you know what I mean. Like, well,
0: there's your hook. Then the he goes back to King Arthur's court. Oh, let me figure this out. I'll Google it.
1: But that's the Aww. thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Where's the Wi-Fi, bruh? He's got to be like some like geek squad well, dude gotta or something. That's got to be the joke. <laughs> that's the whole joke. <laughs> like all this stuff. I'm going to Oh, that's funny, Blake. Oh my god, it just occurred to me. That whole scene where he's like about to get killed and he gets out of it and he's saying that moment, the whole whole script can end with him going and now i'm gonna take over this land <laughs>
0: like let me google
1: <laughs> oh darn it <laughs> oh my phone's dead
0: <laughs> does anybody have a charger yeah
1: <laughs> right do you get a generator merlin <laughs> i don't see any outlets in the walls that's that's so
0: dumb i'm gonna give it a one star on airbnb yeah
1: <laughs> if- <laughs> um I don't know what Camelot's Travelocity score is, but it's about to tick down.
0: (laughs) I've got 23 followers. Y'all are just
1: pooping outside. (laughs) (laughs) That's so dumb. I
0: love it. I mean, that's kind of what we do at Fat Tango, though. Yeah, man. We dealing dumb. Because it makes us laugh.
1: Yeah. That's That's all it's about. It makes us giggle.
0: Yeah, we don't care if any of you guys at home laugh at it. long as we laugh at it here in the booth yeah man well
1: like we said in the last one i mean people probably won't even listen to these first couple episodes so it's for us if we get to a point where people are listening to more episodes cool we'll start to develop and figure out what we are but for now this is who we are let's drink whiskey and and bs with each other because why not um actually speaking of that with talking to bs and stuff i was kind of thinking Last time we delved really hard into the family records and stuff, but I was kind of thinking, like, I've kind of have some ideas for questions. So so, to our listeners, um, if all works out next episode, we're hoping to have a special guest to have our first kind of family member in to talk to us and excuse me, you and everyone about family records and, and, and kind of what we're doing. Obviously we're putting a lot of ourselves out there. I mean, we've kind of decided, right. It's going to be you and me putting, A lot of our family information out there. Yeah. Hopefully, our family's cool with it.
0: (laughs) We haven't been censoring names. I mean, (laughs) we've been keeping last names off of it.
1: That's except that, I mean, except our own. Probably (laughs) deduce you don't have to be Sherlock Holmes, you know? (laughs) Like, no, I I, I
0: don't think it's a big deal. I mean, whatever. I, I. As long as it's nothing that gets them canceled.
1: Well, and then I'm thinking it's we're going to bring family on here to tell stories and, and not just family guests. Like we'll have people that aren't family on here too and, and have some stories. But like, so I was thinking, I've been putting some ideas together of like what makes us interested in talking about our family and the family record book and all that stuff. And so I put some together, some things and I was thinking you and I can talk about some of these things real quick. Okay. Um, today just to see like that way we kind of have an answer for it too. That way, if someone hits us back, I mean, well at least we've thought it through. So let me, let me pull it up here. One of the first ones that I was thinking was, um, well, one of the first things I was thinking is like, what's the big thing with our family? Something that brings a family, something that unites a family, and this is probably the big one that I'm interested in with bringing people on is, what is that thing in your family that's just universally loved and celebrated? You know what I mean? Like Right. The obvious one I'm sure we have more but to me I'm sure the obvious one for us is the movie Dumb and Dumber.
0: As your dad would say,
1: <laughs> good comedy. Good comedy our family loves Dumb and Dumber. I mean we can sit if, if we have all my sisters and 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 you and like all not all our cousins but like our core group that was all kind of raised together. We can sit and go through that whole movie line by line. It's pretty incredible. If not
0: for copyright laws, that's exactly what this podcast (laughs) (laughs) would be. We'll just do a remake (laughs) of it.
1: No, it's 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 something that we all really cherish. Like you, you can drop the most bizarre, obscure. I remember when we started bringing Chelsea around. One of us would say something really, really bizarre. Like, and it's not even a great example. Fell off the jetway again. You know, and she'd be like, "What? What's that for?" You know, it's <laughs> okay. I'm the limo driver. <laughs> I'm the limo driver. <laughs>
0: yeah, those are even the good ones. Like we we would drop some like crazy ones too. Like, well, I mean, dude, there was a Dumb and Dumber reference in your wedding vows.
1: Yeah, there was, because. We love it. I don't know. I love it. Yeah. How many
0: times do you think we've gotten together as a family and <laughs> just sat and watched it? It well, had to have been like two, three times a year.
1: And how many times can you just drop it? Like, there's so many lines that we quote, like, how long was I out? Like, am I the way like <laughs> I'd say a good five hours. <laughs>
0: like, I have lost count of the amount of times we've gone out to a fast food place <laughs> and you or one of your sisters had just stared at me. How's your burger? <laughs> yeah yeah eat up and we'll tell you a good one we you
1: eat up and we'll tell you <laughs> my ulcer my pills <laughs> that's so dumb yeah we're already jumping all over we can quote
0: that hey guys. yeah big gulps huh <laughs> well see you later <laughs> oh so fun fact about that did you know that the two people the two guys sitting out there with big gulps uh-huh. were not extras really they were filming at a gas station and jim <laughs> carrey just walks you know they were sitting there watching the film crew and jim carrey walks out of the gas station just oh big culps huh that's amazing i didn't know that no oh my god i can't believe i am dropping dumb and dumber that's trivia on you hilarious
1: <laughs> well see you later that's dumb what's that that show, that movie, that movie's is amazing. The second one was great too, but it's funny. It just doesn't.
0: Oh, it doesn't add up because it doesn't have that nostalgia factor. Cause,
1: yeah, because
0: that's the big thing that We're, made Dumb and, and Dumber so us special. Sitting and
1: watching it,
0: well, and so what, many times. What made Dumb and Dumber so special, in particular to our family, was where we all watched it. Yeah. So we had mine and Matt's grandpa back in the seventies built a cabin up in the mountains of California, and ever since it's been our entire family's little getaway oh yeah
1: um we there was long stretches we were talking before when i'd be up here visiting especially we'd all go up for like a four-day weekend yeah it was incredible all we, the
0: time we'd fish we'd just we'd hang out we'd play the old video games yeah it wasn't wi-fi really you just Yep. we had a vcr yeah. and we had like five vhs tapes and dumb and dumber was one of them yeah princess bride was one of them oh yeah that that's a whole other subculture yeah. in our family oh
1: yeah subculture is a good word for it actually because it doesn't have the universality of of dumb and dumber but it is loved by everyone but I, that's that's a universe everyone loves the princess bride yeah thing. it's it's i don't know man is that really oh jesus i don't know what time it was um god dude okay so yeah so our cabin was was incredible. We spent so much time up there. And then now it's getting even crazier with my dad living up there. But what else did we have up there? We had air hockey tables, right? Bocce ball court. That was the big one. Um, If anyone doesn't know Bocce ball, it's an Italian sport. I mean, it's kind of based off, basically
0: think horseshoes and bowling.
1: Well, there's a lot of European Europe in, in, in France and England and stuff. They play a game called bowls and it's basically Bocce, but they don't play it in a, in a court. Um, and then we also played like poor man's bocce, I guess. We grew up playing very rock'em sock'em. You were just oh, in the yeah. court and you just threw we them and smacked them the, together.
0: We didn't have any of the regulation rules. It was yep. just.
1: And now we, well, we learned that that's how it was played in bars. Uncle Dewey told me once that they, in, in Rome, before they moved out here, they lived, uh, it? they lived above a bar that had bocce. I did not you didn't know, know that. that. He told me that when we were driving to Columbo club one time, he, uh, they would they would like listen at night on like a Friday Saturday nights they just hear clank clank crack 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 of bocce balls and the rowdiness of people drinking in a bar all night and so that's how we play the way we play is because our family hmm. was there in the that's how it was played I guess in the bars and like whatever but like yeah since we've gotten here and we now we play with the Colombo Club or something it's like you don't touch the SPAC wall and you can, like. It's, <laughs> there's so many different rules that make it a lot more meticulous. It's fun. Oh, if yeah. you've never played bocce, definitely go play some bocce ball.
0: And even, even like official regulation, bocce is fun. Yeah, But I feel like now also, because it's been mentioned twice, we have to explain to our listeners what the Colombo club is. And there's a whole significance with our family with that too. Yeah,
1: that's true. Uh, we, we should say like, we don't, we don't how to wear this like i don't want to get in any flack or something i just realized maybe we shouldn't have mentioned it but it's too late now i don't know um the colombo club's amazing and if we have anything said we are not an affiliate of the colombo club
0: yeah <laughs> no they're, they're not paying us to they're say they're not this. paying
1: us or anything we are not an affiliate um but it is yeah our grandfather waited years to get into that club it's an italian american heritage club uh just turned 100 years
0: old did it really yeah during 2020 pandemic dude largest italian american heritage club west of the mississippi mind you that's important there's a few clubs out here from what i understand a
1: lot of them are great um but that's the oldest one of the oldest ones no it's not the oldest it's the biggest one yeah so, it's a lot of fun you you go there and you, you have drinks in this big like open area um socializing with people there's live music obviously not right now but there used to be
0: well i mean there's a lot of a lot that happened in the Colombo club that can't happen right now. Yeah. Like, I this, mean, it was literally packed wall to wall with elderly Italian. men. Yeah.
1: This was the before time. <laughs> <laughs> and then you would, uh, you'd be hanging out when dinner bell rang, everyone just shuffled into these two, uh, downstairs, those two stairwells go down and you go into this giant room with big, long tables and have some of the best oh, food. And
0: they just keep bringing it.
1: Oh, it's good. Table, wine, food. And, and so loud with so many people. Sitting down there with you that you could barely hear each other.
0: Oh, yeah, <laughs> he'd oh, be God. shouting. <laughs> Poor grandpa with his hearing problems,
1: I think Grandpa loved it.
0: Oh, he absolutely loved it. <laughs> but he was just sitting there watching us have a good time.
1: Well, but he also <laughs> like would talk he didn't really register how loud it was, I think because he'd just turn his head his uh, ear mm-hmm. hearing aids down, and then he would just start talking to you because I think he'd forget. And so we're all kind of shouting at each other to be able to talk. Yeah, this is really good. It's about the experience. I know I'm not making it sound amazing. It is amazing. Um, And then grandpa would just lean over to you and start talking. And all you could hear was, (laughs) (laughs) okay, yeah. You just kind of nod like, yeah, grandpa, sure.
0: Okay. (laughs) Well, that was too. Whoever sat next to Gino, it was their responsibility. Whenever anyone said anything to him to shout it directly into his ear. Yes. That was the (laughs) trend. If
1: you got sat next to grandpa, you were the translator, right? Or the in between, I guess. For sure <laughs> and if you sat across from him, I mean good luck that was probably the worst spot of all I mean, if you were a little farther away, he kind of understood you couldn't hear him but if you were across from him, he'd just start laying out and talking to you and it was the worst because my grandpa was our grandpa was the sweetest and when you talked to him you had the best conversations you always had to speak a little higher because he had the headphone uh, the headphones the he had aids. the hearing aids but like it was great you want to talk to him so when <laughs> you're in that spot and he doesn't realize that you can't really hear him, it's the mo- you wonder what you talked about. You know what I mean? For all you know, he'll be like, "Hey, so I don't have to leave you any inheritance, right?" And you're like, "Yeah, Grandpa, sure." <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> now nah, we uh, rest in peace, Gino. We love you and miss you, obviously. Yeah. But now he was a grandpa was a quite a character, that's for sure. You seen the pictures of him when he was young with the accordion?
0: yes <laughs> i never even knew he played
1: i didn't until after he had passed away and we were going through and i was doing the slideshow and all that stuff and i'm going through and i found all these pictures of him at like 18 years old holding an accordion one picture after another and i don't know who i asked maybe it was your mom maybe it was and christine i don't remember but i was like what what's this? is this grandpa this looks like grandpa is this one of his brothers or we haven't no that's grandpa like Okay, yeah, I, I had a feeling. Why is he holding this instrument? You know, like, what is this about? Where is this story? Someone explain. Like, yeah, I used to play the accordion. How is no one else freaked out by this? It's amazing, you know. Like,
0: well, I never I heard mean, him sing. I mean, can any of us really be freaked out by anything we found out? Grandpa did. I mean, he yeah. was such a well-rounded person. He really was. You want some more bourbon? Sure, top me off, good sir. Sure, sure. Now he was pretty well rounded. The things that he got up to. Well, um, I mean, he did a little bit of everything. I mean, the guy's first job when he came to America was working in a brick factory. Yeah, literally just slapping clay into a mold. And if he hadn't done that,
1: he wouldn't have met uh, our grandmother. Yeah. If they weren't both out, was it Fremont, right?
0: Yeah, I believe Uh, so. And then he went from that. Like, with, with his wages from that, he went and he started his own masonry business. Yeah. um, You know, I mean, he's traveled the world. He played accordion, Apparently, as we yeah. <laughs> learned.
1: He bocce ball. He played on leagues. He was a leagues. hell of a cook. He was a great cook. You know, it's funny. that It's funny. We talk about our, our age discrepancy here, and it's just a slight
0: one. But right on that that blade, like, for me, when I was young, I don't remember grandpa cooking at all. Well, and I think a big part of it for me was for most of my childhood,
1: he was a widower. Exactly. He started cooking after that. He started making Grammy's sauce. And I love, I love that he made it spicy because I love, he's like, (laughs) I I throw most of it. He called it salsa for some reason. Like, he's not Mexican. I don't know why. I've never heard the Italians call anything salsa. Maybe I'm wrong, but.
0: Uh, He always used to tell me that is the Italian word for sauce.
1: Really? Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's something we're looking up. Good. us. good. Italian heritage. <laughs> we're American grandpa. Sorry. We believe in freedom. <laughs> no, obviously he did too, or he wouldn't be here. Wouldn't have come here. Uh, no, it's funny though. Cause yeah, it was Grammy when I was growing up, cooked everything. And then I saw it. I saw the shift uh, and he cooked for a lot for you guys. He started cooking for us a little bit here mm-hmm. and there too. But his big thing when we were in town was to take us and you and Audrey and everyone to In-N-Out Burger.
0: In and out burger for a nice a juicy hamburger yeah. and then bowling. And bowling. In and out like- burger and bowling. It was like the one time a year I ever went bowling. Let's let's when me- we got the whole family in town. You know what? I'm
1: starting to see a pattern here. How many times did we go in and out and it was quiet and we could hear grandpa? How many times did we go bowling on a quiet afternoon where we could actually talk to him? He picked loud places. He absolutely <laughs> did. <laughs> he didn't want to talk to us. <laughs> He's like, I'm doing my grandfather duty. I don't want to talk to these bastards. <laughs> that's funny.
0: And here I thought him just smiling and nodding and, yeah. oh, that's nice. Was because of his hearing problem. Yeah. The the reality was he's
1: smarter than all of us. He was pulling one over on us. That son of a gun. <laughs> oh, Gino. Uh. I thought you. Were, I was about to say something too, but that totally totally got me <laughs> off guard. Um, So we'd go in and out. we go, oh, that's what I was going to say. So after he passed away, I don't know if I've told you this, actually. Um, we are going through his things. The whole family was obviously... You were still in Montana, so I think you missed some of that. Yeah. But we are going through his things, and my dad uh, came up to me one day, and he's like, hey, I found a few things in Grandpa's wallet. Do you want them? And I was like, you know, sure. It's a couple, like, some of his business cards from his plastering business, which like, magnet that I got for his plastering business over here. And then a in and out gift card in his wallet you want it like sure what's on it i don't know it's like okay I mean, grandpa used to tell us all the time well i only eat in and out burger when i'm with you guys you know like ah, it's not good for me i'm too old or whatever yeah <laughs> he's in his 80s eating in and out burger like okay he's just eating it with us it's a special treat every few months thing no grandpa had a gift card for over 50 dollars still left on that gift card so i ate in and out burger i mean it took a I couldn't use it for like a year for sentimental reasons. But what I finally did, because our grandpa was the type of guy who would have been judging me in wherever he's up in heaven or whatever for not using it.
0: Hey, why <laughs> are you going
1: to waste the money? The money's right there. You got to spend the money. Yeah. <laughs> so I did. And I was blown away that there was that much money on it. I think he was trip again. He had a secret life.
0: Well, and how long <laughs> do you think he had that gift card? Cause he was always a very is frugal, the right word or is. Mm, I yeah. Thrifty. Maybe. thrifty. It was thrifty.
1: I when I bought his truck after he passed too, because we, we used his truck. Obviously, that was like a whole thing. And then I bought the truck out of the trust, and that came with a full. I've never seen more meticulous notes. He had a ledger for that truck. Really? Yeah. Have I not told you? This is a whole file. No. I opened it up, and every every little thing, oil change, this date, this many miles, it cost this much money, like. Tires that everything I have it in here somewhere actually down there. I was blown away. In fact, I was like intimidated for the first few months. Like, every time I got something done, like, we better write in the ledger just to you know make sure that we have a keep a log. And it's like eventually you're using a truck for work, you start doing so much work on it all the time because you're running it ragged. (laughs) Like, I kind of fell off on that, but
0: I was that's how
1: grandpa was. Remember how clean his office was.
0: Oh, yeah. His attention to detail was insane. I mean, the guy was definitely a jack of all trades. Um, Like, he he owned a couple rental properties in town. And that was one of his big things was he was the property manager, the handyman. He did it all. And he kept very meticulous records, every repair, every addition he put onto his rental houses. I mean, you couldn't find a professional who would do that good of a job. Did you know that his
1: um, he bought the duplex that he owned like partially
0: built? I did not.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I might ruin this. We would have to ask my dad or someone there on here. But I'm pretty sure he got hired to do plastering for a bunch of that development. And while it was being built, before everything was finished on it, because um, they like did it in phases or whatever, he like worked out a deal with it where he'd do some of the plastering for this discounted price or whatever if he got one of the properties. So from what I understand. I don't know how much, but a bunch of the end of that he, he ended up doing like himself, just like the cabin. So that duplex, he did a lot of the building on it himself because he got it at a discounted rate at before it was finished I mean, building.
0: Yeah, might as well. It's brilliant.
1: Can't do that. You can't get away with doing something like that nowadays. But like back in like the 70s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's funny. Okay. Well, we're getting a little bit close on time. Do there was something else I was going to. We wanted to talk about, but I cannot remember.
0: Um so I know we've been talking about starting a new segment here on this show, still trying to kind of figure out a name for it. But we want to bring up a Oh, I uh, have some potential historical fact from kind of
1: family oriented, right? Yeah. So My wife came up with some good ones. I meant to text so, you, but I didn't send them to you.
0: So was, I actually ended up. My dad gave me a good one too.
1: Hold on, let me throw you a name, and you tell me if you like these real quick, because I don't want to get I want to get distracted. Okay, by what yeah, you said. let's
0: let's name the segment on the <laughs> show before we get into it.
1: Okay, so the three she gave me was family records in the wild, which is oh. uh, it's better than what we were coming up with. Famous family records, I kind of like that. The alliteration's There's, nice, yeah. and then uh, the interesting archives
0: oh i like that interesting one interesting archives kind of it's got a, a nice ring to it yeah
1: i like that too i mean obviously the idea is to where are other family records in history you know that's kind yeah. of our idea of it they're a little harder to find than i thought but you said your dad gave you one
0: yeah and so i'm coming at this with pretty much zero context because okay. i didn't find a ton on it okay um in the 20 minutes before the show <laughs> but uh <laughs> But I wanted to drop this on you because I figured worst case, we kind of speculate here. Okay. Did you know John D. Rockefeller in his old age employed a wet nurse for himself? What? Yeah. To do? He liked milk. To do wet nurse things. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't know what I expected. Absolutely no research going into this. I really just wanted to see your reaction to that.
1: A wet nurse. I was waiting for you to be like for bloodletting or something no. weird. That, that's, well, I mean, that's I still mean, this pretty is still weird. weird. Somehow bloodletting seems more normal with those rich types.
0: <laughs> yeah, right?
1: <laughs> Whoa. Well,
0: I mean, it, it makes sense considering he was like he was the Elon Musk from back in the day and Elon Musk yeah. himself is into some weird stuff
1: like drinking breast milk yeah
0: yeah so a- you heard it
1: here first Elon Musk loves breast milk
0: <laughs> I you know I mean it's why don't
1: I, you come on the show and defend that Elon <laughs> <laughs> no that you know that's an interesting point because like yeah celebrities in 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 the the era that he was in that's kind of like the tech science and understanding well, yeah. tech, like there's i can totally see there this being a was, belief of like higher vitamins healthier
0: this live was longer. back in a time when you used maggots to fight off infections sure. so kind of makes sense that you know he's probably an old guy his bones are not what they used to be yeah and you know milk's good for your bones
1: so they say so they told us that's interesting
0: i i'd like to think john d rockefeller Was like sitting there smoking a joint, and realized how come we're the only species that drinks milk from another species. (laughs) Smoking a joint, yeah. Well, it was was legal back then. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's true. um Well, it it was starting to was Rockefeller what? That was like the late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. Was it early? I thought it was. Weed was officially. Banned in 1937. That was definitely after Rockefeller's time. is JD Rockefeller, right? Yeah. So Rockefeller was.
1: Uh, that's what I thought. Mid early 19. Because he died in 1937. So he died. So it would have been a riot year. around the time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, you're right.
0: So then he probably thought, you know what? I've got enough money.
1: So some, what you're saying <laughs> is at some point, like he died and then the government was like, yo. That Rockefeller dude was smoking a bunch of weed and drinking breast milk. That stuff's dangerous. We need to ban it.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. He was the reason Reefer madness. Yeah, yeah. no, no, not not the newspaper industry, <laughs> not the timber industry. No, it was JD Rockefeller doing some weird stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> that guy used to be cool. And now he's doing some weird shenanigans. Yeah. He was cool when he was screwing over the poor. Are you and- good or you want some more? That
1: actually, that,
0: that kind of bridges
1: me to something I wanted to bring up. I, I was thinking about, like, I don't know why I was thinking about this today. Um, celebrity. So it, I've been thinking about, like, uh, the celebrity is the connection, obviously, is what I'm getting at. But lately, have you noticed the last, like, two years, celebrities have been getting into podcasting? Yeah. Uh, like, at a an lot. insane amount. And I, I would call it an alarming rate. At a weird rate, especially during COVID, but even before that. And it's, excuse me, it's a weird thing because I remember, I'm such a big podcast listener. I remember being kind of excited. All these actors that I like and love are going to go on, do interview shows. And I would listen to them. Have you listened to any of them? Um, I don't want any specifics or anything like that, but.
0: I've listened to some.
1: It was, there's I have a hard time catching on to them. You know what I think it is? The same thing for me. And I I think I know what it is because I've listened to like. Someone, an actor that I love interviewing another actor that I love. And you think like you go into it, like in this elation, like, oh, cool. And then I think it's that you realize real quick, they're just talking about rich celebrity things. And it almost creates a disconnect for me. You know what I mean? Like, listen, these guys talking about like, oh, I saw you in the, whatever it's like in your fancy neighborhoods and you're dealing with, yeah, you're dealing with your family issues or whatever. It's like, I can't help, but as you're mentioning these things, like be aware you're talking about these issues with your kids and their kids playing with their kids or whatever. And it's like, you're also kind of casually dropping how you live in this really fancy mansion. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's right? like the disconnect is just too much. I'm like, I just don't feel. And it made me realize, like, why am I so interested in podcasts? I mean, I've, there's been people that I love and follow that I only discovered through, through podcasts. You know what I mean? Like oh, even, absolutely. Now, Joe Rogan's an example where like I knew was a little bit about I him. I watched
0: but, Fear Factor. Yeah, but
1: his podcast is what <laughs> really did, and Joe Rogan is a multimillionaire celebrity. Oh yeah. But that dude sits down and like does DMT with like rocket scientists and neural engineers and stuff, you know what I mean? And also and like Elon Musk, and Elon while we're Musk at it. But then it'll also be like also conspiracy dude number 9. You know what I mean? Like, and, and it's, it's just, I think that makes it so grounded and he's talking about real life, real
0: world things. Well, that's exactly it. He's being a regular person. Yeah. Well, to a degree, he's still, he's still eccentric, but it's in mm. a way that carries over well.
1: Yeah. He's, he's eccentric and it. it's well, like,
0: he's not trying to mask, it. he's not trying to be one of us. He's just being him, which is, I think, I, I think yeah. that's a thing that a lot of celebrity podcasters
1: can't quite do
0: it's the equivalent
1: of what elon musk is doing with his wealth but with his celebrity
0: right you know what i mean like right like a lot of celebrity podcasters they're not just being themselves who they are yeah they're being their image
1: yeah yeah i mean and there are some that seem to let it down a little bit but like it's just not I feel bad because there's a lot of celebrities that I really love that I, when they had they announcer having a podcast, I jumped on board and I'm like, heck oh, yeah. yes. And then it's like, I really, I noticed this week cause I was working and I listened to stuff and I was like, oh yeah, this one, like I should check and see. No, I don't, I really just don't want to. I don't care. Like I, even if it's someone interesting, I just, none of it was compelling to me.
0: Well, I mean, there's some element of it, too, that I'm sure that we're going to have to face as we go on with our show, that it's, there is a little bit of podcast fatigue. Like, celebrity yeah. only gets you so far. That's true. You know, if, if you're still just doing a talk show that's, you know, the same as, I don't know, Joe from Arizona's talk show. Yeah. Th- I mean, that's true. That's true. That's part of the reason why we said just let's
1: do it. Yeah. We're just still doing this. We haven't even released the first episode. No one's listening to this yet, but here we are. And and I think that and that's the thing is it's for us, and that's why we're pure. And maybe nobody ever listens to it, but also like we're not celebrities. There's no expectation. People expect no one to listen to it. Exactly. So if people do listen to it,
0: then it's based on that p- purity and re- truth, who we are. That said, there's some podcaster in Arizona named Joe who's going to hear this sooner or later, and he's not going to be happy. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Podcasting with Joe, the greatest podcast in Arizona.
1: All right. Well, we're about out of time, so um, I guess we'll do some plugs. I I did want to say a couple things real quick while we're wrapping up here. Uh, I wanted to address a couple things from the first episode. Not that no one's listening yet, but by the time this is out, I just kind of wanted to do something. Listening back, I realized, like, I was talking about my childhood and coming going up coming up north and then going down San Diego and, like, eating Cheez-Its and Top Ramen and, like, talking about living kind of in the ghetto and stuff like that. And I really just – I want to put it out there that, like, none of that's meant to be any hate or anything on my mom. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, obviously. I never took I, it that way. You no, know, for sure. But if she ever listens to this, too, and I want her to know that, too. Like, I talk about the cheap toy I got from the Dollar Tree. It's like, you know what? I'm a parent now. I understand. That's where my mom was. She was a single mother raising three kids on her own in a new city. And it's like, oh yeah, I don't man, blame I, her at all. I still spent hours playing with my Dollar Tree toy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I would never change my, my uh, upbringing for anything. Obviously there was a ton of love in my home. My mother was fantastic. I just wanted oh, to yeah. put that out there. Cause I realized listening back, like, I don't want it to be the bad impression or anything like that. You know what I mean? There's a lot of, a lot of stuff being down South playing in the dirt. There's times where I was more comfortable in doing that and missing that when I was up here, you know, and vice versa. Just, I just wanted to put that out there. Not for you, not for anyone. More more for me. Um, oh, I gotcha. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I wouldn't change my childhood. That's all I want to say. Is there anything else you want to say in rapping? Ah. Uh. I don't think so. Okay. All right. Well, let's do some plugs. Uh, you can check me out at Matt Rodolphy on Twitter. My TikTok is at Matt Tango. Obviously, check out my other podcast. They might be bronies with Mike Lannan. Uh, And then, obviously, I guess there's a plug for both of us. Check out Fat Tango Presents and Forda Tango. Another...
0: A uh, couple of uh, podcasts we do. Both available wherever you get your podcasts. For Tango is also a video podcast available on our YouTube channel, Fat Tango Productions. Good good point, Chuck. Good job. Good thought pointing that
1: out. Ooh, I'm feeling the bourbon. This is higher. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we just updated our website still being updated. But now, uh, shout out to Mike Lannon and Ellis Rodriguez, the other owners who we do for to Tango with. Um, but we got Ellis's daily show on YouTube, My Two Cents. That's uh, up there, too. It's on our website now, too, right?
0: Yeah, as well as his other video show where he um, where he has Sacramento area comics on his show. And oh, yeah. they kind of BS like we're doing right yeah. now. It's uh, great.
1: Yeah, it's funny. And, and so is the My Two Cents. I love it. Make sure you check that out. They're both hilarious. They, that guy's phenomenal. So yeah. funny.
0: <laughs> really glad he uh, likes our weird sense of humor. Yeah,
1: right. And then uh, did you plug your Twitter?
0: Uh, yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at BlakeSweetComic. My TikTok is BSBSComedy.
1: Check that out. Blake's starting to mess around a little more than accents. It's a lot more fun.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All yeah, right. It's, uh, it's been a lot more fun actually doing what other people are doing on yeah. TikTok. I, <laughs> I get the appeal more.
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. It's more fun. You got to immerse yourself in it, I think, to really understand it.
0: Uh, and then also follow fat tango productions on instagram
1: yeah and uh if you want to leave us a review on uh i not itunes uh, well whatever itunes
0: stitcher wherever you listen to podcasts if you want to leave us a review and as always um, if
1: you want to leave us a low review just email us what we're doing wrong don't leave us a low review come on don't do that to us please
0: yep and if you have a crazy family story or an answer to our question that we posed today what is a universal thing in your family that is beloved by everyone yeah send us an email at fat tango productions at gmail.com and if we're not explaining our whole thing i know we didn't talk much about it this time but family records uh
1: kind of what we do the family record but all that stuff if any of that needs clarification we're not really laying it out properly go ahead and email us as well we'd be happy to clear that up because i know it's kind of a weird concept <laughs> very unique it's funny until we did this i didn't realize how unique of a thing it kind
0: of is like yeah you know i i've noticed that too you know i I start talking about family records to my friends and they just look at me and go, what the hell are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah. Well, like Mikey, he listened to that first episode and he was like, man, if I'm ever on there, I just want to look through that
1: book. You guys didn't talk about it enough. Like, well, man, we're starting a regular show. We don't really have time to go through all of the records at all times, but
0: not to mention there's a lot of dumb inside jokes that are, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah, that didn't even age well within the family.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's it for today. Thanks everyone for uh, checking. Hold on,
0: we do have a family record to assign. We do. Well, that was what we decided, right? We're going to end every episode by assigning a family record.
1: Oh yeah. Ooh. We uh, have I any? feel
0: like we spent a lot of time talking about Gino. I think we should assign him one. Oh, Gino. Um, let's see. What's a good family record? I guess most hidden
1: talents. <laughs> how about um, how about most create now? <laughs> Most creative ways of not talking to your grandchildren. (laughs) No, no, no. Um, I don't know. I don't know what grandpas would be. He did a lot of hidden talents. Um, He just kind of led the way for all of us, didn't he? I think so. We wouldn't have family records or anything if it wasn't for him. He's like the patriarch of the family, whatever. How you ever say that? I don't remember. I don't know. What is a family record for worst hearing (laughs) That's terrible. <laughs> no. That's terrible. Uh, my dad's getting up there. He's got the hearing aids in now too. Does he really? Yeah, he's got that. But my dad's a little more young and sleek, so he's got. You don't even see. Him. I should probably not say. Sorry, Dad. I'm like <laughs> calling you out on your hearing aids. He's probably listening to this on his hearing aids. He's got the fancy Bluetooth ones. <laughs>
0: Just not in the lung. Oh, that's yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Nah. Um, I don't know. What should we give Gino? That's a good question. We. I mean, we sat here, we talked about him yeah. for most of the show. Um, It's hard to narrow it down to just one thing.
1: Yeah. I don't know, man. We might have to come back
0: to it. Uh, I think we might have to. So today's right. family record is TBD. <laughs> I guess well, we can, if we're doing this all the time, it's going to be hard to do every time. We
1: will attempt to get a record every time, particularly when we have a guest on. But that would be a good one to... Talk to some, to have, like, my dad on or someone, and, and ch- or your mom on even, and chit-chat
0: ch- about what the I record think so. could be. But, all right. Well, it's good enough for me. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Anything else, Blake? Um, I don't think so. Thanks, everyone, for listening.
1: Yeah. Uh, we'll catch you next time. Catch you next time. This has been a Fat Tango production.